0: Hello and welcome. I'm Brian pace Braga, and you're listening to Building Business and Balance, Conversations with BPB. I created this podcast for anyone looking for insight, mentorship and guidance from someone who's been there and back again on the road to success. I'm so excited to bring the most brilliant thought leaders and friends on air with me to get real about what it means to build business and balance, and how you define your own success. This episode features Gerard Adams, the heart-led founder of Leaders Create Leaders, and the co-founder of EliteDaily.com, which him and his partners sold for a reported $50 million when he was just 30 years old. Gerard walks me through how he fell into a deep depression after the sale sending him on a spiritual journey to discover his essence and leave his ego behind. As his friend, I've witnessed him transform his personal and professional life from the lowest of lows to a life of service, purpose, and love with focus and hard work to become a great man. Take a listen as Gerard and I discuss how he has transformed his life, his commitment to growth, his relationship with God, how life-changing meditation can be, the personal benefits we have both experienced with plant medicine, understanding our ego, what makes him happy and fulfilled, and building trust within himself. This has been the most open discussion I have ever had with a guest. I'm excited to share this with you.
1: I just changed my values, like, not too long ago. Like, I, re- I think it's important every single year you au- take a really big audit. I mean, maybe you can do it even every quarter, but just audit yourself, right? Like, okay, when, where, where am I really at? Where is my body really at? Where is my mind really at? Where is my relationship to God really at? What is my relationship to money? What is my relationship to love? What is my relationship to, you know... All of these things, and, and reevaluate your value system.
0: Gerard Adams, um, sitting in your beautiful royal blue chair in your in your dream <laughs> home, uh, with Steve Jobs in a Superman uh, t-shirt behind you, um, and a book of meditations. I mean, you are you are a modern man. You know you you are. Uh, an inspiration for me. I'm so happy to have you on, on this podcast today. Um, you know, there's been a few things I'd like to just just convey my, my gratefulness to you for uh, as we get started. Um, and maybe some moments you didn't, you didn't know how influential you actually were on, on me. Um, the first one was in late 2014, early 2015. We had dinner in New York together at Tao. And you were in the middle of selling Elite Daily, the company you had started with a few friends that you successfully sold for somewhere around $50 million is what I found on the internet. Um, And I just remember just seeing and feeling your passion for building something with your buddies um, and and taking it to the finish line. Um, It was about six months later, I don't know if you knew this, but it was about six months later that we actually started Lithium X. So um, that moment was super inspiring for me. So I want to, I want to thank you for that um, so much. And uh, we'll get through a few more moments, but that was a big one for me. Cause as you know, and you were part of lithium X um, big part of it in, especially in the early days um, you know, that was a real life changer for me. So, so thank you uh, for that. Um, And I just, I guess the other thing I want to ask you is how, how is it right now in, in North Carolina? How are you feeling? How are you doing? What's going on in your life?
1: I got chills, brother. Thank you so much for having me. And I received that gratitude and uh, it's so awesome to just hear how these little micro moments that in the, at the time you don't know the impact you make on someone else's life just by simply sharing what you're passionate about and, and, and showing rather than talking about it, being about it and the fact that that had an impact on you and seeing what you then created after that with lithium X. Wow. I mean, massive, massive growth and success. And you brought so many people along for the ride and you also have made a a significant impact in my life. I'm, I consider you a dear friend, someone I admire to the fullest. I have so much respect for you and it's a pleasure to be with you, man, doing this and, let's, uh, let's, let's definitely add a lot of value to your listeners today. And, and as far as how I'm feeling, man, I, I think it's, I feel blessed. I feel really, really blessed every day. I feel my contract is renewed to have another day. And I just give, I have so much gratitude to God. I have so much gratitude to my ancestors. I have so much gratitude to just, just life, man. Like I, I'm, so grateful. You know, this is the culmination of of an entire life of mine. And uh, I'm 36 now. And I feel I finally, finally feel successful. And it's interesting to say that. Because for so many years, what the hell was success? It was so much of least it was so much chasing after the wrong things. And now, success is like, I feel abundant. I feel free. I feel that I'm making a difference in the world. I'm impacting people's lives. I'm inspiring. I'm doing what I love. I feel love. You know, I understand what love truly is self love as much as the love that I have for everyone that I come across on a day to day basis. So, you know, it's, uh, it's really uh, an amazing time to be alive. Although, it's a very dark time. you know. The world is distracted, there's so much pain, there's so much going on around the world right now. And I feel that, I I see it, and and it it inspires me to be even greater of a leader and take it, not take it for granted. Every day say, gee, you have a big responsibility to lead and to show what it truly means to be a conscious leader, someone who wants to make a change in the world and make the world a better place. And there's a reason why God has blessed you the way that he has up until this point. So what are you going to do today? Right. And that's, that's, that's Love it. where I'm at.
0: God bless you, mate. God bless you. Continuing to bless you the, the way that he, that he has the way that you feel. And I'm, I'm so, uh, you know, annoying you now for, I think the better part of 10 years, um, you know, something that I, I recognized in, in both of us and something that, Um, a feeling I find that is so rampant right now in society is the feeling of anxiety and something I struggled with immensely still struggle with and, and work my way through it. And I see such calmness in you, such peace, such fulfillment Um, from the early day hustler, you know, the, the G that I met in New York, the empire state, you know, Going for it, you and I sharing breakfasts and lunches and talking about how we're gonna, you know, become the next billionaires.
1: <laughs> yeah. How do you? Cha- how do? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's not an easy answer because um, it hasn't been for me. But how how have you channeled this anxiety? Like how how have you worked through and peeled back? You know where? And, and maybe I'm wrong, but in witnessing and experiencing myself and witnessing yeah. you and our, just our energies when we when we used to get together
1: how oh, have you peel wow, that back? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's a great question. And I'm so happy that you asked it because whew, I think it stems to what I just talked about earlier, which is the, you know, when I would, when I was chasing success from an ego standpoint, right. I was very much an ego in the early days. And I think that there's what I call, and I talked to a lot of my my clients around about is this, this, this concept of like the three mountains. And I feel like the first mountain that we go through in life is what I call the hustle. It's exactly what you're saying. It's the hustle, right? And, and the hustle works, right? It really does. If it wasn't for the hustle, we would not be the men that we are today. We wouldn't have, 100%. We, have we wouldn't have accomplished 100%. what we've accomplished. So I love the hustle. The difference now is that you know, I used to hustle with this, with an ego. I didn't understand my ego back then. So I was hustling for, remember those days I would meet with you. It's like, I got this deal. I got that deal. Like, you know, billion dollars. And it was, and it was, you know, who's got the bigger fucking dick. Who's got the bigger watch. Who's got the better deal. Who's got, you know, this, and it's, and it's, and it's a lot of external kind of validation. It's a lot of trying to prove yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love that Gerard. Cause again, that Gerard got me to where I am today, but I grew up having to feel i need to prove myself because i had you know i had a lot of um a lot of had a hardship growing up you know i Mm -hmm. I was in a gang you know i got bullied i got freaking told i was never going to be anything in life you know i saw my mom and dad struggle so i was out to fucking prove the world you bet your bet your ass i was out there to prove the world they're like i can't do it and and it got me really far but it didn't bring the fulfillment and the and the piece that you're talking about now is I have gotten to a point in my life where I can now understand the difference um, where, where the first mountain is the hustle and then the second mountain is like the purpose. And I realize, like, oh, okay, it's no longer. It's interesting that when you finally, and I don't think it needs to be this way, but a lot of leaders get to finally having the moment. The moment they sell the company, the mo- moment they make their first million bucks, whenever, whatever that moment is for you, but you know, that's the moment. Is the moment it's was like all of a sudden finally you kind of are getting the recognition you always wanted you kind of got you finally got the ferrari or you finally got the million bucks you finally got the the girls you finally got the watch whatever it is the external thing and then you realize it may give you this like high in your ego for maybe a week maybe a month but then you realize it's not bringing the happiness you're not f- truly fulfilled. And then it's like, you're continuing to go back and try to go more and more and more. more. I need to do more, I need to do more, I need to do more, I need to do more. And eventually, man, for me, I got depressed. And, and it was, that was the beginning of like my ego death, which we could talk more about, but that led me to the second mountain of discovering, what is my purpose? Why am I actually here? What am I really looking to accomplish? And what does that, that look like? And that journey of the second mountain is what has allowed me to finally let go and detach from all the other things that I thought would bring me, you know, the, the success and happiness and everything, detach from all that and really go within and build the, build the leader within. And that's kind of begun, been a, a it's, not, it's going to be a lifelong journey. But this, particularly over these last six years, has been the journey that has Allowed me to become present every day. Let go of the anxiety of needing to do more and what I need to accomplish in the future, and just getting more present as to who am I becoming and how am I showing up as that Gerard now in this very moment.
0: Powerful. It's it's very powerful, and I uh, it's funny you say six years ago and you're 36, and my my moment was was similar when I was 30 um and i I'd, I'd, I'd love to i'd love to get a little more info on and and just details if you're comfortable in sharing around that depressive state cuz i experienced it too and i'd say i'm just coming out of that and heading you know the right well head, heading up you know all directions are are there for 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 lessons and reasons but you know mine mine was about a 2 year journey and i just love if you would if you'd be willing to be vulnerable about yours cuz i think as you mentioned the world isn't a tough place right now there's a lot of darkness um and and you know how did you find that light what was dark and and if you can walk through a bit of that that journey i'd i'd greatly appreciate it
1: sure yeah absolutely and uh it's gosh there's so many different moments that played a a really big role in my transformation. Um, And, you know, I really believe that there's never a moment where you're fully transformed. The moment you think, okay, I've done enough work. I'm transformed. Now I've done this, yada, 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 yada is the moment you have settled. You have settled and you have capped yourself from how much more that you actually can create. And, um, my beginning of transformation was I, first I went through a deep depression to talk about that was like, I saw, I sold the company and it was a weird thing because like, I just didn't want to sell the company. I don't know if you remember, but like I I was running around, I raised, I raised money to, to, to keep it. And and in that boardroom with some of the biggest venture capitalists in the world, uh, the founder of Greycroft. Was, uh, was there and, and I got a threatening letter and I, and I tried to really help us to maybe you know, get, have another, just not maybe to have another option. And, and so like the, it ended up rule of thumb, my mentor was like, gee, if your co-founders are out, like of thumb, it, it could be the best thing that has ever happened. Like, how can you leverage this, take the win? So I did, but I, I lost my, I was like, I feel like I, my identity was tied to the company And I went through this period of like, well, who, what am I like now that I no longer have this daily, like, you know, and at the same time, now that I don't know who Gerard is because I kind of hid in the shadows behind my business. And at that exact time, because I sold the business, so many people were putting me on these lists and Forbes and Inc and asked to speak in Tokyo or Bali, Madison Square Garden, Tony Robbins. I mean, I was being flown all over the world to speak at some of the biggest, venture capital, um, incubators and just all these things. And, and it was great, but there was just like, there was a, there was an issue of self-worth at the time for me. And I was like, am I really worthy of this success? Did I really earn this, you know? And did you feel, was impo- just did low. you feel,
0: yeah. Did, did you feel imposter syndrome at all?
1: Yeah. Like I had imposter syndrome, you know, and yeah, like, am I, I really I,
0: that, am I really that good? Am I, yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly yeah. that, exactly yeah. that, you know? And at the same time, yeah, so that, that really happened. And I was just going through this, that hero's journey, you know, where I was just like really figuring out who, who really do I, who do I, because it was also like a lot of people kind of telling me who I was. And I was like, who do I really, who am I really? Like, what am I really here to do? And, and so, um, and at the same time, I, I was going through a really hard breakup I was with a girl for many, yeah, many years, four I and a half remember. years, yeah. yeah, and we were going through a really bad breakup. And here's the thing: I I had a moment on a balcony. I was getting a huge wire, multi-million dollar wire, and the, my account's like, go to Florida, save on tax. And I remember being on this balcony. I was supposed to get this penthouse overlooking motion views, and I was like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, am I the guy who's getting this exit? And my and and I just was like, I started realizing, you know that's not who I want to be. I don't want to be the, like, you know, just all about money. And, and like, you know, I started thinking about where I came from and I was like, man, there's so many young people that want to learn how to, what, how to, how to make it and want to give back. And I was like, where are the, where are the leaders that are actually showing them away? And I, and I remember just praying and God was like, you're not meant to be here on this penthouse. You're meant to go back now and show people how they can do this. That's why you've had this success. So I went back to Newark and I started serving. I built an incubator uh, there. I started serving the minorities in the community, teaching them entrepreneurship, emotional intelligence and financial literacy. I loved it. I tied it together with, uh, with, with a nonprofit. I started having massive dope leaders come in like Tom Bilyeu who built a billion dollar company. And my man, Eric Thomas who's like one of the coolest guys uh, motivational speakers. And um, I was going through that breakup. And here's the thing. I still was on this, uh, even though I was going on the second mountain of purpose, I was on the old operating system of the hustle. So here I am. Okay. I got purpose. Now I'm serving now I'm helping this community, but I was freaking working like crazy to do that. And this, it's still, I still was like misaligned. It was like, what I was missing was this, you can still be in purpose and you can still be serving, but what you're realizing is you're still not taking time for you. So you're just like continuing to pour and pour and give and give and give. And it's like you finally realizing, like, fuck man, like I'm not taking time for Gerard either. You know, because of the self- so you,
0: you discovered, yeah, you discovered a bit more self-love then because you you still didn't have the self-love. All all your love was pouring out, pouring out. Is that- yeah.
1: Basically, yeah. So I did an event, and one of my speakers was like, "Gee, I kind of see what's going on with you." Um, and he was like, "I think you should come and meet with me to my shaman." I am like, "Shaman? I'm like, what the hell is a fucking shaman?" <laughs> and he's and he starts talking to me about this like this this molecule DMT. I'm like, "What the hell is DMT?" And I had just given a speech. At how old were you?
0: How, how how old are you? This is when
1: I was. I'm 36. This was this was no when no I no. Okay. Oh, go ahead.
0: uh, sorry at at the moment how how old were you when um when like the penthouse yeah
1: yeah i think i was um was this 30 or 33 i think it was no 33 was my first ayahuasca ceremony so i think it was 30 cool i think it i think it was 30 sure and So I go and I this DMT, man, I I freaking went nuts. I thought they were trying to steal my brain. I thought like, I was like, this is burning, man. What is this like? And, uh, but it ended up after I went through the fear, I've never felt self-love like that in my life. I broke through some deep, deep, deep ego um, and just like ego things that I was carrying and fear that I was carrying. And, um, and yeah, so between that and then like this experience I had with a Navy SEAL who spoke to me he started talking to me about vulnerability because at the time I was, I was wearing this Superman cape going and serving all these people. But internally I was spiritually bankrupt, right? I was just, you know, this guy that everyone saw as this massive successful person, but in, internally I really wasn't fulfilled. And um, the Navy SEAL had come and visited me a really another long, but great story. Um, and he just basically told me, he's like, listen, we go into a mission. If I get hurt and I go down, if I didn't tell my teammate, like if I didn't tell the other SEALs, like how do they know to pick me up and how do they know, how, how do they not know like the next guy can step forward to be the leader and lead the pack? Cause we're all supposed to be leaders, right? You gotta, and then he explained to me how vulnerability is leadership. And in that moment too, between that DMT experience and this Navy SEAL talking to me about vulnerability, that was the very first time that I finally started being vulnerable with my team with my company, with my community, with my family. And it was really difficult because I had been wearing a mask for so long to be the man that has it all figured out. And I finally started opening up about my vulnerability. And that is what would the crack the door open um, of, of like creating way more connection with everyone around me and helped me to to finally get to know Gerard and accept myself for who I am and let go of trying to do so much and try to carry the world on his back and finally, like, kind of drop that burden that's on my back and say, yeah, gee, like, it's okay, man. Like, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're not alone. Like, we're all in this together. Like, you know, and it just allowed me to start taking some time to, to learn more about like, what makes me happy, what makes me fulfilled and start making decisions with my intuition rather than just my pocket of like how much money I'm going to make. And so thinking about how can I use my skills to go towards things that I really believe are going to help empower the world and empower the, the entrepreneurs and the leaders out there that are going to help to change the world. Um, and, but doing it from a place now where like I have finally done the work on myself, you know, and like, I, I now have let go of, um, just let, let go of needing to have any, any kind of needing to be an attached to any outcome, but just really being okay with like the process along the way.
0: Thank you for sharing that. And I, uh, and I didn't know we would, uh, we would get there, but, um, you know, my, my ayahuasca experience in December, so about a month ago, um, at, I'd say two years into my, my journey of selling a company, going through a really, really tough breakup and losing my dad, uh, all within about a year, um, which was, which was 29 and 30. Uh, I mean, I, I relate to it so much of what you just said, I think our connection of soul brothers is so true, even when we first met, because I, 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 I I relate to so much of that. And the, 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 the thing that comes to my mind is like dance monkey dance. And I felt not to the same extent you did, but I can only imagine flying around the world, doing all these talks, you know, it's almost like, you know, entertain yeah. us, Gerard, dance, monkey, yeah. dance. You yes, know, I had yes. it in, in capital markets. Like, well, no, just like keep going. You're you're making people lots of money. Like just dance, you know, keep going, keep dancing in front of the institutions. Go on your road shows. When, you know, I felt, and I'm, I'm sure you did too, just, I didn't even know where like my value system was. Where's my integrity? Yeah. Where's my voice? And it is exhausting. It is absolutely exhausting. Um, and, you know, just thank you for, for, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And, um, you know, it's, I, I've had, I've had a shared experience. So thank you. Um, you, you talk about God a lot, you know, and someone that I've, I've witnessed transform so much, even younger than both you and I is Justin Bieber over the last couple of years too. And just watching his transformation is incredible. And he talks about God a lot too. Um, has God been a constant in your life? Like even from early day childhood with your family, you know, did you feel, did you feel God? How, how, how have you continued to build your relationship with him? Um, you know, where was he when you were going through your ego, um, you know, your ego time, that first mountain, I love that analogy, by the way. Um, you know, where is he now? Do you mind walking me through your relationship with, with God?
1: Yeah, no, that's cool because I've actually never really talked about that before. And, yeah, you know, so I grew up in a Catholic home and my parents definitely instilled in me, you go, go to this, you know, uh, go through the process, right. Um, baptism and then catechism and all these, um, go to church and things like that. I, I, I didn't necessarily have a, a, um, deep relationship it mostly felt similar to like me doing what my parents say is, is right you know and um, w- w- the reason why I've had a close relationship though when I was a child was my name Gerard actually came from a saint Saint Gerard who performed miracles on children and mothers so like and and wow. there's a whole backstory to my great grandparents who immigrated from Italy bringing the saint statue to Newark New Jersey And then every year in October, we have a procession where we walk the saint around the streets. And women sometimes walk barefoot, you know, and honoring the saint to to bear a child. And it's this really amazing festival that, you know, I've I've been really blessed to have my entire life. So, like, you know, that has connected me definitely to God and to Jesus because of St. Gerard's devotion to Jesus. And it was definitely in my family. I just, as much as I've honored, I never really had the connection, of real like embodiment of what God, you know, represents within me. Because like at some point, yeah, I was a kid, you know, when I was young, it's like I was following the motions. Then I hit my twenties and I go into rock star stage, you know, and I'm doing drugs, I'm drinking alcohol every freaking week, I'm, you know, having sex with as many women as I possibly can, I'm renting as many yachts and buying as much as I can buy materialistic things. And I was in this really this that state of like being disconnected to to my faith. Um and that's the reason why he stripped it all away from me. I don't know if you know that, but like I had some really big wins. My portfolio was up $20 million by the time I was in my mid-20s. And then freaking stock market crashes around that time. I went all in on a couple different small caps and Boom, it was all gone. And, I, and that was a, another big moment of me being like, whoa, you know, if you're not humble, you know, it can be taken away from you just as fast as you made it. And that was a big moment for me. But it was in, wasn't really truly th- until my 30s when I had that moment of finally going through transformation and working with ayahuasca, working with DMT, that I actually f- understood and felt God. I heard Him. You know what I mean? It was no longer like I've up until that point, it was like, I believe that there is a God and I've been taught that there is a God. And, and I pray that to the God, to God. But once I went through working with psychedelics and working with the plant medicines, there's this, this no question embodiment of, Oh my God, I get it. I understand God. And I, it's very hard to explain, but you just, it is no longer a like belief or, or, uh, a, a curiosity. It's, it's a complete knowing that you no know, God is real and you can call him him, her, this, that it's just that God's presence is, is creation is source is truth is the ability. And, and to me, I, I, it's gotten really, really strong of, of recognizing that, that, you know, we do have a, a short life here on earth, but there is a, a, a huge purpose and there is a, a greater, um, a greater plan that is in place right now. And we all play a role in that plan. And, and God is the creator of that. And um, it's, it's, I, I, you know, the, the, the ceremonies and everything has has allowed me to build that stronger relationship with God, as well as Jesus. Like Jesus really spoke to me during my, my third ceremony of ayahuasca. It was, it was one long week of, and we did three back-to-back ceremonies. And on the third day, it was a day ceremony And, and it was a day one where the other ones were at night. And that day I broke, like I completely broke. I've never cried like that in my entire life. Um, connecting with my grandma Vera who passed away when I was young from cancer. And, and it was so hard to hear her voice and to, and to talk to and then let go of her again. But knowing that her now I understand that her unconditional love is within me and all around me always. And that day when I walked out of the Shala and it was like burning hot, the floor was rocks and I was barefoot. And I was like, Holy cow, my feet are burning. I need to get back underneath the shade and all of a sudden i hear this voice and it was like it was jesus jesus's voice and it was knowing it was like no keep walking trust in me and i was like keep walking my feet my feet are going to literally the skin's going to like rip off i'm gonna, like there's no way there's like, tr- do you trust me keep walking and i kept going and it took me to this 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 beautiful garden that had purple flowers that literally represented my grandmother cuz she loved purple flowers and in that moment the burn all went away. And then he still said, continue to keep walking. And he took me to a pond where I was able to wash my feet and wash myself and wash my head. And, um, and, and really had this deep feeling of, of what he represented of forgiveness and compassion and strength and, you know, courage. Um, and, uh, so now I, you know, I really every single day, I pray every single day. I meditate and I, and I honor, I honor three. I do the three kisses. So at the end of my meditation, I honor God and I say a prayer. Then I do a second kiss and I honor all my ancestors that played a role in, in, in us being able to be here right now. And then the third kiss is Pachamama, mother earth. And I go through honoring all of her resources and how I can embody that. So I'll honor earth. And I'll say, allow me to be rooted today and grounded that no matter what comes my way, I'm rooted and grounded. Water, let me be adaptable today. Let me be abundant today. Let me be pure today, just like the water. You know, uh, sun, you know, let me be disciplined today. Have the discipline to rise no matter what comes, no matter what happens, let me allow it. Let me have that discipline within me today and that passion and an air, let me be creative let me be in flow. Let me, let me use my imagination. Um, and I just kind of honor the earth elements. And that's what I do every single morning.
0: There's so much good in that. Gee, wow. Wow. Um, I mean, I had a list of questions here. I'm going to keep going <laughs> at what we're talking about. Cause you are, you're providing amazing gifts. So you talk about a daily discipline, yeah. And you know, as I've as I've done my very own personal work and journey, um, you know, trusting oneself. So finding a way to trust myself um, has been keeping small promises to myself. You know, just little ones, day by day. You know, call them daily disciplines. Um, how have you found? trust? Uh, how have daily disciplines, um, supported that trust? How have you found trust in your, um, in your process of really reprocessing, as you mentioned earlier, um, you've had to reprocess your, you know, your mind, your system that guided you to where, where you got to, but now all of a sudden as your essence, I guess, is battling with that, as you start to be aware of it, how have you gone about trusting that and reprogramming your mind to support your essence in a much more harmonious way?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is why I really believe so much I mean what an awesome you're you're a great interviewer i mean these are these are some deep, <laughs> cool questions that I've never been asked before, and so thank you, thank you. and um, you know it's a great question right? How do we trust ourselves more? and for me, it's been allowing the space to go within. And what does that mean? We all have, we all know that we have something inside of us, call it an intuition, call it instinct, call it spirit or soul, call it the butterflies in your stomach, call it a gut feeling. But we all have that. We know what that feels like. The it, the thing is that most of us just don't listen. How many times have we had that feeling where the stomach is like uh huh or uh uh-uh, uh, but then all of a sudden we fucking do the opposite and we're like I fucking knew it, I knew it,
0: I didn't do it, I do it. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? It's never happened to me. What are you talking yeah. about? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know far, I mean? too
1: <laughs> far
0: too often. Yeah. Far too. Oh yeah, too I know often. what you mean.
1: <laughs> so it's like for me, I think when I've you know two different ways. One way is the freaking all in kind of scary way, which has been working with plant medicine. If there's one Mm. thing you will learn with going through working with ayahuasca or psilocybin or any of the different modalities with the, with the intelligence of these plants is that it will teach you to trust and surrender, trust and surrender. And through that trust and through that surrender, you will come out the other side and and, 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 and be free. You, you will let go. And it's essentially like letting go and dying and being rebirth and saying, okay, if this is it, I'm going to let go. And then through that and letting go of the fear and finally like leaning into the fear, you're then free. It's like, it's, it's unbelievable what you learn from that trust and surrender. And you can do this through just doing a trust fall with friends um, But the way that I do it and practice it on a daily basis, which I love the idea of daily discipline, I may have to steal that one from you and tell to my audience about that. No
0: problem. No problem. Keep sharing the love, brother. Keep sharing yeah. the love.
1: Well, well, I got to have you on my podcast and then you got to share some of your tips too. Sure. I'd so, be happy to be honored. For me, it's, it, is the, the, it is my, what I call the ma- my mastery routine. And I have um, these, what I call mastery metrics that I go through through called the H5. Um, and the h five breaks down as to uh, health, harmony, heart, happiness and hustle and I hit on all of those on a day-to-day basis in harmony
0: that's beautiful
1: and, yeah so so for for me meditation when we' creating the harmony is the biggest thing the biggest differentiator in my life has been meditation I meditate i cannot go without meditating if I do I will literally see a difference in my by day like it just Things will start to go a little bit more wrong. I'm a little bit more reactive. I'm a little bit more angry. I can't, you know, I can't, you know, it it is what it is, you know? And so meditation allows you to practice the breath through the breath, the ability to listen and trust what comes through your intuition and what comes through, call it source, call it God, call it universe, whatever it is that you want to call it. It allows you the space to actually hear the voice and that voice is real and that voice is that inner knowing that ultimately is through that's that's your inner knowing and it's based on not only all of the experiences you've had in your entire life think about how many experiences how many mistakes and failures that you have made how many times you've made the right right and wrong decision your inner knowing is really intelligent you're in in, in you know that that's really intelligent and um so for me, it's, it's tapping into that through meditation on a day-to-day basis. And now I have that as a, uh, a, a non-negotiable for me. Like if I have to make a decision, if it's an important decision throughout my day, which as leaders, we have to make very important decisions on a day-to-day basis, I will not make a decision without what, what I, my rule of pause. And pause for me means I cannot react and say yes or no until I've taken the moment to either Stop, get off the call, and sit and breathe and relax and feel into it and really think it through and meditate with it. That could take five minutes. That can take a whole day. Sometimes that takes me a week where I really sit and I say to myself, like, is this aligned? And you brought this up earlier, and I think it's so important. Is this aligned to my values? Is this aligned to true my true values? Is this an integrity with me? Right? Like, is this this aligned with me? And and going through my value system and going through my vision and then making a decision from there. Because a lot of times if you don't, you can get caught into the shiny gold object syndrome because there's tons of opportunity out there. But the thing is, is like when you make decisions, I always say money doesn't lead it follows. So you have to be careful because money is a tricky thing where you can get greed. And I, I, know, that, that, I know that game. And you have to be careful to, to make sure that you realize that money is not more valuable than time. Your time, you cannot buy back. Your time is finite. So how you spend your time is the most important thing. And um, so ultimately I always pause. Meditation is the key for me to like really, really tapping into that trust within myself.
0: Unreal, Um, unreal. Um, So you've become, you leaned into this so much, this, this journey, this hero's journey. Um, you've, 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 you, it sounds like you've used your hustle, you've used your passion, you've used your ambition, all these incredible qualities you have, and you've really leaned into this. How, how would you go about recommending to someone that, um, maybe hasn't, hasn't had, doesn't have all that naturally hasn't worked, worked those things out, but is just like struggling right now with, the unknown, with anxiety, with, you know, what's happening in the economy, you know, what's going to happen outside of this pandemic. And, and someone wakes up, you know, on a Saturday morning and says, I just, I want to, I want to change. I want to change my life. You know, I just want to get started. Are there a couple things? Yeah. There are a couple things you just say, Hey, just start here. Like, just, is there a book? Is there, is there a podcast? Is there something you've put out? Is, you know, where, where does someone even like,
1: begin? Yeah. You know, uh, shit. Either 5MEO, DMT, ayahuasca, take the man. Just go right in. Just just jump, that's, huh? That's, just, that's, yeah. That's, that's one way. And, and I don't, and I mean that. And, and I just want to say, uh, as much as we're laughing, I, I really have a lot of reverence. I truly, truly have an, a, a complete reverence for the intelligence of the plant medicine. There's no there's no question that there, there is a, a, a revolution that is happening right now. And that's why I'm so passionate about that industry. It is an absolute, it, it is scientifically being proved of the efficacy that these will truly change and heal depression and anxiety. So, as much as we're laughing, I mean that wholeheartedly. I have a, a reverence and and that really is you and me both one of the most one of G, the most you, and me both. Ways. you and me yeah. both yeah, so I just wanted yeah. To, I just wanted to make sure I clarify that because thank you, you, know, you. It's sometimes yeah. there is a stigma yeah. and we can laugh, and you know there still is a little bit of that stigma of like, oh yeah, just just take something and, and kind of trip like no, like you can do it the right way with reverence, with a, with a healer or with a guide or with a shaman, there's different names with a psychologist, with a therapist, and you can really heal, heal some deep trauma that we all have. And that, that that's, like I said, it's a life of healing and transformation. The moment you think that you're like fully, that's it is, is, is when you will get you know, a, a, an awakening, I guess, another awakening. But other than that, I will say, um, it really comes down to if you don't go down that route, it's, it's you got to change your mindset, it's, it starts with mindset. And, um, and really, I think it comes down to some of the simple things, like what comes through for me right now is like, you got to take an audit, you got to take, take a time disconnect disconnect from social media, disconnect from like all the things that you're typically doing. You have to make a radical shift and then audit. Audit like, okay, who are my friends? Who am I spending the most time with? Okay, what am I actually reading and digesting? What kind of content am I actually reading and digesting? Okay, how am am I making my bed? Do I have a morning routine? Can I start creating at least one new habit a week or a month? Start small, a couple new habits, right? And, and you kind of have to audit like your space, your home. Is it messy? Is it like, you know, can you clean your space? That's really important. Like having a home, I don't care if it's a, st- a studio apartment. I don't care if, how, you know, I, I started that way. I don't care if you're in a basement, like clean your space. That's really important. Your environment is just as important as your, inter- your mind and your body. How can you start treating your, putting your health first, your mind, your mind first. And then some books that I would recommend, I mean, I can't wait for, for, for your, your book, Brian, for sure. I already started reading it and um, from what you sent over, and it's phenomenal. So I highly recommend you guys pick up Thank his new so book. Thank you so much,
0: brother. But Thank you.
1: A couple books I, I really highly recommend. One of my favorite books is Untethered Soul. I would highly recommend Amazing, it amazing
0: book. Me, yeah, another amazing.
1: book, another one of my favorites is called The Way of the Warrior. It's an all-time top three for me, Aaron Mc- McManus. A third one that I would say is, this is, this is, oh, you know what? If you're just starting out, like if you're really like just starting out, my boy Garen Jones has a book called Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life, phenomenal book. Definitely pick that one up if you're just starting out too. Um, if you're a little bit more advanced and you're kind of in your leadership position, um, I, I, I give this to all my clients. The 15 commitments of conscious leadership is a non-negotiable if you work with me. Um, and I can, gosh, I can keep rallying them off, but you know, there's so many great podcasts. Go listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty. Continue to listen to Brian's podcast. Go watch my show, Leaders Create Leaders on YouTube. We have six seasons interviewing some of the greatest minds on the planet in a docu-series. Right now, there's no excuse. All I would say to you is this, make the number one thing, if you, if you, do, if you don't take anything away from what I just said, what I will say is this, it takes you making a choice. Life comes down to choices and decisions. If you can just say, I'm going to choose to change my life. You have done enough. Choose to take the small step. Choose to take the hard step. Choose to take the uncomfortable, uncertain, tough you know decision to, to take that first step. And if you can just do that and commit to saying, I deserve a better life. I deserve more money. I deserve more abundance. I deserve love and know that you are worthy of that. You are enough and you have the ability to play at the level at the highest level. And, you know, you look at some of the billionaires out there. I I, I carry this magazine, by the way, and I love this one. You know, a hundred people who changed the world. It's got all the greatest leaders on there like Steve Jobs. And, you know, you know, you got you got leaders like you know, my man, Elon Musk, you know, that we all look up to and stuff. But if you look, if you follow a lot of these great leaders, they all had different journeys. Some of them became billionaires at 60 years old. Some of them at 50, some of them at 40, some of them at 30, some of them at, the, everyone's journey is different. You can't, you cannot compare your chapter two to someone else's chapter 20. It's a lifelong journey. So the only thing you have to do is choose to start today and stop waiting for tomorrow because all you have, is right now.
0: Power, bro, power. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you're making it hard to uh, interview too, G, because I'm trying to unravel all this amazing stuff that you're saying. So I wanna to touch on um, on on the first part of honoring the plant medicine and the gift that mother nature has provided for us to explore um, and retrain our operating system, i.e. our brain, something that I've learned a lot of, um, just by, you know, just by jumping, um, and just saying, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna surrender. And something that comes up for me, not unlike your, your story you mentioned earlier is, um, drugs, drugs was something I never got into. I was definitely heavily using booze and chasing women, um, and those were my band-aids. Um, but for me, I ended up doing actually in a controlled environment with the therapist, with a life coach, um MDMA, um, MDMA, um, uh, mushroom psilocybin, um, and, and being, um, so frantically anxious I actually thought my life coach was trying to blow my brain up because he was so jealous of me. Like it was oh my God, so. That's what,
1: I, that's what I went through with the DMT. I tried to punch the shaman in the face. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. okay. So that's what makes okay. me think of this. I was <laughs> I was losing it. Yeah.
1: yeah and yeah. and
0: I was a I was a burning the man. Ego, that was like two years and
1: that's
0: ago. The ego. And the ego totally. Like, what was I even thinking? This gracious, kind, yeah. like soul is just trying to help me. But I was so afraid, I was so yeah. frightened. And um, and I had all this baggage because my half sister had died from an overdose. And I witnessed not just that, cause I didn't know her that well, but the guilt and shame that was in my father and the contentious nature of my, my mom and dad's relationship around hearing from her and her mother. And it was just tough. It was really yeah. tough for me to go there, but I, I went there. Um, and then, you know, moving down the path to, to my experience with, with DMT and, and my beautiful ayahuasca experience, um, it was so confronting and it was such a shattering of the ego and such a rebirth, but you know, it's not for the lighthearted as you mentioned. So I'm just, I want to reiterate this for my own peace of mind and, um, to be done with people that really know what they're doing. Um, and, but I'm with you. I think that the psychedelic wave, you know, everything that got shut down in the sixties and seventies um, it's rebirthing because we're in it. We're in it. We're in a tough place. Um, yeah. You know, the As people, the world needs it. So I'm with you on that healing journey and I'm with you to share, you know, vulnerably my experience with the world and whoever wants to listen and may feel courage um, knowing that you and I have have shared you know these very personal journeys, but come out on the other side um, in closer to our essence than probably ever before. Another thing I want to mention in what you just said again, you've got so many great things uh, and reiterate is this thing of reprogramming and and you know our day to day is is what we input into our, into our mind, you know, and you, and you're, and you're saying such great things. Like it is as simple as just changing what you're reading, changing what you're watching, changing who you're following on social media. Just do a great audit. I love that as being yeah. a businessman myself,
1: yeah. do
0: an audit of your life. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, bro. Thank you so much. Cause it oh, really sure. is an audit. Um,
1: I, I, and, and it never and, ends. Like just, just, just no. know wherever you are in your journey, it's, it's cool. Like I'm still, I, 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 just changed my values like not too long ago. Like I re I think it's important every single year you take a really big audit. I mean, maybe you can do it even every quarter, but just audit yourself, right? Like, okay, what am, where, where am I really at? Where's my body really at? Where's my mind really at? Where's my relationship to God really at? What is my relationship to money? What is my relationship to love? What is my relationship to, you know, all of these things and and reevaluate your value system because, and, and really not just reevaluate, like really skip real with yourself and say like, are you showing up in alignment? Because it's one thing to say and write down values and it's another to be in integrity and in harmony with those values in action? How are you like every day? Because it's that's because I make mistakes. We're all human. But are you taking responsibility of those risk mistakes? You know, and it's just I, I really think it's important for us all to just audit consistently, and take ownership and responsibility for when you fuck up, you know, I, and that's, that's just as important. That's, that's when it's it, I feel I think it's so uh, respectable when a leader is in such integrity that even when they fuck up, they're just like, Hey, you know what? I just didn't follow through. And I, and I'm, and I'm just, I'm sorry, you know, like I made the mistake, but it's just, you got to consistently audit yourself and get real with yourself. Cause a lot of times we, we, ego will try to convince you that like, you know, it's not you, it's someone else and, and we and project onto other people and trying to protect ourselves instead of like really really taking a hard, good look at, how have you been showing up? Have you been a good friend? Like really, have you really been a good friend? Have you been a good son? Have you really been a great son? Have you been a great CEO? Have you really been a great CEO? Have you been a great leader? Really? Have you been a great leader? And say to yourself and get real and say, you know what? I know I can go to a level 10. Maybe I'm at a level seven. Maybe you're at a level three. Maybe you're at a level nine, but can go a little further to be a, be that much better. Of a man or a woman, and that to me is something that we should be doing way more often.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. I I try to use the analogy of like the system upgrades to you know your phone or to to your Tesla. Mm. Like we need our we need our system upgrades, and I love that on an annual basis. Um, Or I just throw in there maybe when things really feel misaligned, and just take a moment and and look at the the, the, the tough things that are happening to you as gifts from the universe. Cause you're probably off track. You're just probably off track and they're just trying to nudge you, uh, the universe or God or, or whatever your belief is. Um, it's trying to nudge you back on track. Um, and if it's not a nudge, it'll hit you with a two by four in, in, in the middle of the forehead, <laughs> which has been, which has been my experience. um, <laughs> um uh, you talk about billionaires, you know, and, and, and something that, that I struggled with um, was my relationship with money was some of the guilt and shame that I've had in some of the wealth that I've created. Um, and it's been building a whole new relationship with money. And and I actually think of it now as just an energy. It's an extra tool that I mm. have on my tool belt and it's just energy. You know, I, what can right, I do yeah. with that energy and and bring light? Um, but I, I ask you, you mentioned billionaires, um, we're in a world that is, is is reading about the wealthy getting so wealthy. Yeah. Um, in your level of such such consciousness right now, um who are who are some billionaires or a billionaire that you look up to that you'd say isn't um isn't being fueled by that ego that got him or her to where they are? And, and, you know, um, (laughs) that route of, of being a billionaire headlines, you know, living that, that ego, or are there some or someone that has inspired you that's living their truth and really living their essence without any shame?
1: Yeah, I, I can, I can honestly say he's taken number one for me. Um, last year, way before he became the richest man in the world. But my man, Elon Musk, um, has really taken that role for me. I'm not saying it's for everyone, but for me, Elon is someone that I really look up to and I really admire. And here's the interesting thing is that when I first came into my conscious, like awakening, I actually hated on Elon. I hated, I called him out. I called Bezos out. I was calling a lot of these billionaires out because I was like, you guys are so worried about making more billions of dollars and even colonizing Mars rather than focusing on how do we make earth better? And I kind of was, you know, I had a little bit of uh, a little bit of Resent. uh, resentment towards these billionaires. Yeah. I'm like, fuck man, we need conscious billionaires. Can someone give some ayahuasca to Jeff Bezos? Like can someone <laughs> take him to Peru, you know, <laughs> you know, I was like, gosh, I'm like, the Amazon is burning up and like, he's not doing anything and your company's named Amazon. Like, how do you save, why don't you go save the Amazon jungle? You have the money too. Like, I was like, I was really <laughs> hating hard. Um, you know, and, and, and I've kind of, I've let go of that. They're on their own journey. I know those guys are going to do massive good for the world. And I, Elon, for me, I saw a documentary of Elon that was on um, Discovery. You can you can find it on Disney Plus, and it's um, it's like Inside SpaceX, and it's around Mars, but it's called like Inside SpaceX. And I got to see how he was with his sons, and I didn't, at the time I didn't really know how he was as a father, but it was really inspiring because that's my ultimate goal is to become a father and pass down all of this wisdom that I had to learn in my 30s. God will, God bless that I did. That's still super young that me and you have been able to go through this, this early in life. I know guys that are billionaires and are and, and, or, or massively wealthy in their 60s, 70s, and they're still, you know, don't have family and just have money, but they're they're empty inside. And the fact that we've been able to have this in our 30s, I, I see you as a billionaire, Brian, and, and I want to be riding with you. And because I know that we're going to do massive good in the world. And and I believe after I've seen that documentary, I believe Elon is as well, because he's not just about, I understand his thinking now. He's like literally doing something to save humanity from extinction. That, if you, that's the biggest I've ever seen an entrepreneur even think. And he was like the first oh, to true. even think it. Like it isn't, how much bigger is that? You're about to, he potentially could be the guy that saves our entire species from extinction. And I thought that was selfish. And it's actually quite the opposite. And just seeing how he's also kind of let go, you know, with even when the shorts were after him and the news was after him and everyone was kind of going after him. And he still was just like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'm going to smoke this fucking joint on Joe Rogan. I'm going to still just be me. And even when he was getting attacked by all the – some of the greatest astronauts and he basically cried on 60 Minutes, but he still – held strong to his purpose and his passion for wanting to explore in a huge vision of, of the galaxy. And, and then he's still thinking about solving massive problems with creating, you know, these, these ability to, to have cars underground and, and, overcome traffic, which is one of the most stressful things in our planet. And, and I, I believe in him. I, I really, really believe in him. And then the quote where he's like the richest person in the world and he's like, Oh, that's interesting. Back to work. Why? Cause Money doesn't lead, it follows. And he's not doing it to be the richest man in the world, in my opinion. He's genuinely doing it because there's a quote in this book by Meditations that Marcus Aurelius um, quotes from Socrates. And it goes like this. Um, I love Marcus Aurelius,
0: by the way. I had some time in in Rome um, last summer. It was unbelievable. And I got very uh, very inspired by his stories. So i got the same book. Gee, it's a great book. Meditations. Oh,
1: great. Great. And, um, if I can, I may not be able to quickly find it, but he quotes Socrates and in, in that quote, Socrates basically poses the question. Does it, um, here he goes. In quote of Socrates, in the grand scheme of the universe, all time, all space, all existence is the length of one human life important. And um, it goes on to saying, how could it be from the same perspective? Is death very frightening? No, not in the least, Socrates. And for me, like what i felt into when I read that was like, Wow. in the grand schema theme things, right earth 4. I think five billion years that earth has been around way before humanity we're a bunch of children on this planet in the in, in maturity especially here in the United States and and then we're lucky if we let my grandfather just passed away Um a little over a year ago at a hundred years old. And I, I went and honored him. I was like, wow, a hundred years old. So you're, you get honored if you become a centurion, right? And you get to a hundred, but that think about it, only a hundred years, but this is why I'm so passionate about mastery every day, because I want to live my legend. And I think Elon is a billionaire who's living his legend. We are witnessing a living legend that one day will be looked at as like a Tesla or an Albert Einstein or of our generation, just like Kobe Bryant was, you know, just like so many of these amazing individuals um, that we've been able to see in our generation. And I'm really excited about, you know, him leading the way. Uh, I think he's going to do massive, massive great in the world. Um, And it it really inspires me. And the truth is that right now, uh, Broadridge came out with a report that says that right now we're having the the biggest transfer of wealth ever to happen in human history to millennials to our generation it's actually 30 trillion dollars over the next decade 30 trillion dollars so yes i do believe right now wealthier getting wealthier middle class is almost being like taken out it's it's yeah. but think about if if we can if we can continue to rise, our the millennial, the big difference between millennials and the baby boomers is that we are socially conscious. So if we can work really hard at doing the inner work to continue to rise in that consciousness and then be on the right side of making the right investments and putting our energy into the right businesses, backing the right founders or becoming the, the founder that, of, of something that is going to solve some of these issues in the world. Like you, if you, I believe that I used to believe, you, or we used to be taught that money is the root of all evil. And like you said, it's not. It's this energy. It's this tool. And if we can then build a new relationship with, with our soul, with money, with our purpose here on earth, and, and build businesses that are solving the real problems in, in the world, like our energy crisis, you know, climate, uh, water, the, uh, poverty, uh, human trafficking, uh, depression, and mental health. And some of the some real, real issues in the world, you know, right now, I think it will only take about $2 trillion, it could be $3 million to, to, to actually solve all the world's problems, like the real problems. The United States just gave out that amount of money in like small freaking checks because of COVID. So if our government can continue to keep printing money like that, who's to say that our generation of entrepreneurs, we can't create at that 30 trillion dollars and actually like Elon save the fucking planet save our species and be the greatest one of the greatest generations in in, in, in history and pass the baton to future generations that get the, the gift of being on this uh, fucking heaven on earth of a planet and um so Elon's so inspiring I'm all about it like let's live our legend now let's be the next evolution of billionaires that are conscious and that are going to create and think big like Elon.
0: There's so much there, G, um, and I could I could go on I could go on with you for hours, man. We, we got but we got work to do, and yeah, uh, as, yeah, as yeah, Elon yeah, says, yeah, back yeah, to work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. exactly. Um, but this is special work for me. I I've learned so much. I love you, bro, deeply. Um, and I'm so thankful for your, for the light that you lead and the many ways you've inspired me personally. Um, I just, you know, I can't thank you enough. And I'm, I'm very excited that we, uh, have reconnected in the last few months. Um, maybe that plant medicine, you know, brought us back together or, 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 something, but, uh, something definitely did. And, uh, I can't wait to create with you and share with you and, um, and uh, see how the next, the next few years unfold. It's exciting.
1: Yeah, this next decade, I, I really believe these next 10 years, Brian, we get to do a lot together, co-create together. Shout out to everyone who stayed on the podcast this long and really listened to this. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know if this inspired you in any way possible. And uh, thank you for allowing me to, to share with your community, B.
0: Thanks for listening to Building Business and Balance with me, Brian Branga. I hope you enjoyed the conversation and the wisdom of the guests I'm privileged to have met and worked with around the world. Subscribe to my series on iTunes for real, raw, and diverse discussions with thought leaders and pioneers on building business, balance, and defining your own success.